We are so glad you've joined us today. If God is doing something in your life through this ministry, we want to hear about it. Send us an email at live at trinitynwa.com to tell us your story. You can also go online to give to this ministry by going to trinitynwa.com and clicking the red Give Online button. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to experience more content, visit our website or subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're in our Family First series, and this is week three. The first week, we talked about honorable fathers. The second week, we talked about virtuous mothers. Today, we're going to talk about obedient children. All three weeks, it seems like so far, we've really laid it on the dads, haven't we? We got them on Virtuous Mother Day, and then we got them on Honorable Father Day, and and we'll see if we can nail those poor dads again today. But I don't think it's going to look that way. I think we're going to be able to kind of spread this out uh, across the whole gamut of our of our populace. But uh, so glad to see all of you here today. If you have your Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter six, looking at verse one. There, did you guys hear the one about the the exasperated mother who had just had it with that strong will child? Just everything she said, he just disobeyed all day long. And she finally, she just had had it. And it was time to finally go to bed. And so, uh, you know, she knew it was going to be a fight getting him to go to bed. But she just thought she'll try one last ditch effort before the day is over to see if, if she could uh, and somehow make this day better. So she said to the child in, the, in just desperation, she said, okay, Billy, just do whatever you want to do. Now, let me see you disobey that. Some of you are like, ooh, I'll get that in about 30 minutes. God has called all of us to be obedient children. And in Ephesians 6, 1, it says, Children, obey your parents because you're Christians This is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother that everything may go well for you and you may have a long life on earth. This is an important commandment with a promise. So if you are hearing me, whether you're in this room or outside of it, if you are hearing me, you are someone's child, regardless of your age or station in life. You are someone's child. Now, uh, you may you may be uh, biological biologically the child or you may be adopted or fostered or under a legal guardian and in some cases you may not have had good memories about being a child or had good things to say about your childhood but the scripture still says that that we're supposed to be obedient children first of all to God and then to whomever it is that you recognize as your parent or parents Whomever that might be. So we're going to talk about what that obedience should look like. If you are a Christian, then you belong to God. Now, we all, he loves us all. We're all, there, we're all his kids in his eyes. But I'm talking about those of you that have made it, uh, surrender to Christ and have uh, accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You're part of that. You are in that family. You are a child of God. And so regardless of what your earthly childhood looked like, even if you would say to me, Pastor, my earthly childhood was horrendous. You don't know the abuse I suffered. You don't know what I... Then I would say to you that that may be the case, and I feel sorry for you in that, but I would I would remind you of this, that if you belong to Jesus, you have a good father. You have a good, good father. Somebody say amen. 
And as such, that father is saying to you that it is his will that you would be obedient to him and also to those on earth that happen to be those parents. And in some cases, that's, that's an easy thing to do because your parents were awesome. Uh, if you're like me, you're, you had the best parents in the world. And you wish that they were still here, that you could tell them that. I'm thankful to have my, my papa today and Virginia here today. He's a good, good father. She was a good, good mother. And I appreciate them and I'm thankful for what they've left to our family. Leading our family. But God tells us to be obedient and to honor them because he knows it's the right thing to do. He knows that in doing that, it's going to bring you the best life possible. Whether your earthly parents deserve that or not, he knows it's going to... It's almost like the forgiveness thing where the, that, that, the, the word teaches us to forgive those who do wrong to us. And that forgiveness is not so much for them, it is for you. When God tells you to forgive others, he does that for you to say, forgive them so you can move on from that. May, they might not even be seeking your forgiveness. They may not even know how they hurt you. But if you harbor and hold on to that unforgiveness and that bitterness, you're the one that's going to suffer, not them. And so that's why the word teaches us, forgive those that have done wrong to you. Forgive them the way God has forgiven you for the things you've done. Man, you didn't deserve to be forgiven for the things you've done, but he forgives you and forgets it and moves on. So he says to us, forgive. And in the same manner of thought, he talks about this parenting thing. If you had great parents, awesome. Rejoice in that. It won't be hard to follow this. But if you didn't have good parents, then follow this anyway for your own sake, if no one else's. Because God knows that in doing these things, it's going to bring you a better quality of life. It's not about who deserves what. So here's what he says to us in the scripture today. Ephesians 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents because you're Christians. It's the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother that everything may go well for you, that you may have a long life on earth. This is an important commandment with a promise. If you've got your pen, you're taking notes, write this down. First of all, the scripture says we must obey our parents. Now that goes for everybody, regardless of our age. We must obey our father and then we must Choose to obey those persons, those people on this planet that are our parents. Why? And he gives two reasons. I'll call it letter A and letter B. Letter A, the reason why he says that we're to obey our parents is because he puts it this way. He says, because you are Christians and it's the way he wants you to represent him. See that? Now, that takes off some of the pressure for those of you that would struggle with that. You're doing that because you are a Christian and because your father, who you love and you serve, says this is the way he wants you to represent him. Letter A, letter B. Why would I do this? He goes on in the verse to say, because it is the right thing to do. And it can only produce good fruit. If your parent is a believer as well, you can see how that could be. So there's responsibility to parents that we have to bring into this, that that the parent must have the responsibility as an honorable father and a virtuous mother uh, of, of, of giving us an example so that we as kids can obey them. 
And as parents, we should never ask our children to do anything that would go against the will, the ways, or the word of God. And if your earthly parent or guardian or whoever that might be ever ask you to do something that would go against the will, the way, or the word of God, that is where you have to draw the line and say, I'm going to have to be disobedient to you so that I can be obedient to my father. But I'm going to still be obedient to him and to you too as soon as you get in line. Now, kids, that doesn't give you the right to start saying, I'm going to question my parents on whether or not they're, that they're, uh, governing us according to the will, the way, and the word of God. Cause sometimes kids' idea of the will, the way, and the word of God may not actually be the will, the way, and the word of God. Somebody say amen. Our job or our responsibility as parents are to be good parents so that kids can obey us in good conscience. And what is obedience anyway? Obedience, Thomas Akampus put it this way. He said, instant obedience is the only kind of obedience there is. Did you hear that? Instant obedience is the only kind of obedience there is. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Whoever strives to withdraw from obedience withdraws from grace. Wow. That explains a lot, doesn't it? Not just earthly, but spiritually. Whoever strives to withdraw from obedience withdraws from grace. So, this mother and father were trying to teach obedience to their child. They heard a message down at the church one Sunday about how that they should be evangelizing the lost and reaching out to their neighborhood. And so the parents got to talking about it one morning. Dad wasn't really all that hip to it. Mom said, preacher said, we need to do this. So they said, well, let's let's invite this family from down the street. We don't really know them that well. Haven't had real good response, you know, in, in our uh, that acquaintance that we do have. We Dad don't necessarily like them all that well. But but the Lord told the pastor to tell us. And so I guess we better try to do this. So let's invite them to dinner. And so. The mother extended an invitation to the neighbors to come to dinner and they showed up that night and the mother wanting to show this family down the street how that they were good Christians says to the little five-year-old, lead us in prayer over our meal. And the little one paused for a second and finally mama's trying to coach him up and said, help him a little bit and say, would you say what daddy said this morning at breakfast? And the little one said, oh, God, these awful people are coming over to our house. We're all commanded to obey our father in heaven and our parents here on earth. And secondly, he says, obey. And then he says, honor our parents. And he said, this one comes With a promise from God attached to it. So what he's saying here is that if you will honor them. Then there's this promise is is two pronged. and, And both of these things would be yours to lay claim to as a believer. If you will obey and honor your parents. You can lay claim to this promise. Two pronged. You ready? A. Part A. 
things will go well for you. You say, well, I've tried to honor my parents and not everything's been great. Well, you need to understand it. Yes, it is a literal translation. Things will go well for you, but it doesn't mean that you won't have any issues in life. You would still have problems, but understand. Let's, let's talk about what does that mean. Things will go well for you. Well, I've been obeying my parents and, and still things, bad things happen. Well, yeah. Don't twist it. What does it mean? It means this. That if you will honor your parents, you'll find that you on the, on the whole will be more happy, more useful, and more virtuous than if you disobeyed them and, and didn't do what they told you to do. And it, here's how that goes. Life is better when you have a right relationship with your parents. It just is. And for those of you that don't have a good relationship with your parents, you would still have to agree with me and say, wow, I could envision a life where that must be better. It, I'm just telling you, logically, it makes sense. Life is just better for those who decide and determine that they're going to honor their parents. So he said the first part of that that you could lay claim to as a believer, if you'll honor your parents, is things will go well for you. And secondly, life on earth will last longer for you. You say, well, I've known people that died at an early age that were obedient to their parents. I'm talking about on the whole. I, I, I can't explain freak things that happen. Or the will of God in certain situations. But I'm saying as a whole, there's a principle here that we need to understand. He says that things will go well. They'll go better than they would if you didn't. And you'll last longer than you would if you, if you didn't. How? Albert Barnes. He wrote this years ago. He said, obedient children are saved from the vices and the crimes which shorten life. He said, no parent ever commands their child to be a drunk or a gambler or a pirate or a murderer. But these vices and crimes result in most cases from disobedience to parents. And all of them shorten life. And those who commit them early are certain of an early grave. No child who disobeys a parent can have any security that he's not going to fall victim to such vices and crimes. And also he goes on to talk a little bit about obedience here. He says to parents is connected with, with virtuous habits that are conducive to long life. Being obedient to a parent, for instance, will make a child on the most part more industrious, temperate, sober, leads them to restraint, leads them to govern wild passions... Leads them to, to habit uh, forms of self-government which will in the future save them from temptation and from problems. It just makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, I've read enough of that. It makes sense. It just makes sense. It's logical that people who obey and honor good parents are going to live better, longer lives in general. And that's what that verse means. The promise that is attached. That's the promise. God logically makes a promise to say, if you'll obey and honor your parents, just logically, life's going to be better and last longer. So do you honor your parents? There's an old Grimm's fairy tale. that goes something like this. 
Once there was a little old man. His eyes blinked. His hands trembled. When he ate, he clattered the silverware distressingly. Missing his mouth with the spoon as often as not. And he dribbled a bit of his food on the tablecloth. He lived with his married son, having nowhere else to live. And his son's wife did not like the arrangement. She said, I can't have this. It interferes with my right to happiness. So she and her husband took the old man gently but firmly by the arm. And they led him to the corner of the kitchen. And they sat him on a stool. And they gave him his food in an earthenware bowl. And from then on, he ate in the corner, blinking at the table with wistful eyes. One day, his hands trembled rather more than usual, and the earthenware bowl fell from his lap and broke. And the daughter-in-law said, if you're a pig, you need to eat out of a trough. And so they made him a little wooden trough, and he got his meals in that. These people had a small child whom they were very fond of. And one evening, the young man noticed the boy was playing intently with some bits of wood, and he asked what he was doing, and the little boy said, I'm making a trough to feed you and mama out of when I get big. And the man and his wife looked at each other, and they cried, and then they went to the corner, and they took the old man by the arm, and they led him back to the table, and they sat him in a comfortable chair, and they gave him food on his plate, and from then on, nobody ever scolded him when he clattered or spilled or broke things. If you don't honor your parents, someday your children may not honor you. My parents don't deserve it, you might say. And I would say to you, don't matter. If you don't honor your parents in front of your children, regardless of circumstance, someday your children may not honor you because... They're only going to be able to follow the example that you have set. Hmm. Miss Imogene Frost had a Sunday school class up in Brookside, New Jersey. It was a, a class of 10-year-olds. And one day she, gave, she posed a question to the class. She said, what's wrong with grown-ups? And she waited for their response. And I'll list for you. Five of their responses. This is what the children, 10 years old, said about their parents in general. Number one, grown-ups make promises and then they forget all about them or else they say they weren't really a promise, just a maybe. Number two, grown-ups don't do the things they're always telling the children to do. Like picking up their things or to be neat or to always tell the truth. Number three, grown-ups never really listen to what the children have to say. They always decide ahead of time what they're going to answer. Number four, grown-ups make mistakes, but they won't admit it. They pretend that they weren't mistakes at all or that somebody else did it instead. Number five, grown-ups interrupt children all the time and think nothing of it. If a child interrupts a grown-up, he gets scolded or something worse. And all of us are kind of quiet because we're trying to examine ourselves in light of those five statements. Do I do that? Do I do that? Because if we were to look at the text, the verse, the verse following the one that we, the ones we read, verse four, 
goes on to say, fathers, and I would add in parentheses mothers. I'm not adding to the word, I'm just saying I think that the intent here is parents. Don't make your children bitter about life, but instead bring them up in Christian discipline and instruction. If you would do that, you're going to make it a lot easier for your children to obey you and to honor you. And then remember this. Anne Frank wrote, Parents can only give good advice or put them on the right paths, but the final forming of a person's character lies in their own hands. Parents, you can only do so much at some point, then the child has to take what you've taught them and they will become who it is that you taught them they can be. But parents, we need to do our job correctly. It's our responsibility. If we want this verse to work in our house and in our future, if we want our children to be able to obey us and to be able to honor us, then let's live in such a way that they can do it. Somebody say amen. That's the job of parents. But the job of the child is this. Regardless of the parent, everybody has their own command. The command of the parent is to do right, but the, but it doesn't lessen the command of the child, and, and neither one hinges on the other. Does that make sense? So if the parent doesn't do right, the child still has to. If the child doesn't do right, the parent still has to. But it's the parents, it's the parents' responsibility. I understand that, but I'm just laying out this plan for you that says, parents, you need to do right, and children, you need to do right. And then you have to let God sort it all out later. Parents be godly parents, children be obedient children. This is the arrangement of God for family life on the earth. And it works. It just works. It's the way he intended it. It just works. I know I've given us a lot to think about. And I know I'm, 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 I'm throwing a broad net to a group of people, some who had amazing Childhood and family life and others who their their childhood was very dysfunctional and very distressful. And some of the things I'm saying to those individuals would be very hard to receive. Someone who had suffered abuse or neglect at the hands of someone that was supposed to be their parent. It would be very hard for you to walk out of here today making a choice to go ahead and obey and honor those people that did you that way. It'd be very tough. It'd probably be almost as tough as it is for God to say that he's going to accept us and love us and forgive us no matter for what we've done. But he did. And then as a good father, he says, okay, I, I, I want this for you. I would love for your family life to be awesome. But whether it is or not, I know, God says, I know that your life is going to be better for doing this, even if you have a lot of forgiven first off that you have to do, your life's going to be better for choosing to obey and to honor your parents. Again, never if it goes against the word of God, but to every extent that you can. Kids would say, especially grown up kids would say, if these things are going to be made right between me and my parents, it's going to be on my parents to do it. It's their responsibility. They're the parent. 
And, I, and you're right about that to some extent, but sometimes they don't know how. I'm going to tell you why I say that. You know, you want me to tell you why your parents did such a terrible job? Because they didn't know. And you know what they know now? Not much more. If they haven't given their heart to Christ, if they haven't, if their life hasn't drastically changed, then guess what? They are no better, no smarter than they were 25 years ago. And hence, if you want this to be right, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to be the one to break the cycle because if you don't forgive and move on, then you're going to repeat that cycle to the next generation and someday you'll be that one saying I don't know why my kids don't honor me I don't know why they don't respect me I don't know why they don't obey me I don't know why we don't have a tight relationship Satan wants to destroy the family it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the, the first things that he does when he decides to try to distract and destroy is he'll go after the family and dysfunctions in the family. And I'll tell you, kids, I'm talking sometimes, right now I may be talking to kids that are 65 and 70 years old. Kids, maybe older than that. Kids, think about when your parents had you, how young they were. If they made mistakes, well, so have you. I'm not talking about physical violence and abuse those those aren't acceptable I'm not ever telling you that that's acceptable but I would also go far enough to say that if you suffered at the hands of that for your own sake you still are gonna have to forgive and move on or else you will carry that weight all of your life It is the will of God. This is why it's in the Word. It is the will of God for all of us, regardless of our age, to be obedient children. You say, I can be obedient to God. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you can't be, if you can't forgive, then you can't be obedient to God. Because He's all about forgiveness first. It's quite a, quite a sobering thought, isn't it? It's a place to start. God, I want all of us to be happy and fulfilled and successful and blessed. I know there's a lot of hurt and pain in this room. I know that. I pray for healing today. And I pray that at the end of this day, regardless of what it takes, it may take much thought and prayer throughout the day, but at the end of the day that every one of us will be able to say, I am going to obey my parents. I'm going to honor my parents because I choose to and because I want to obey and honor my Father in heaven for the sake of my own future and the sake of the future of my own children and grandchildren. I choose to do this. For some of us, that won't be hard at all because as I said, our parents were amazing, but others will have a struggle but I say to all of us to all of us I want you to be at the end of the day able to make that statement God I'm I'm choosing to obey and honor my parents
because I know it's the right thing to do. I know it's the way you want me to represent you. I know that if I do, things will go better for me. I know that if I do, my life will last longer because it's less stressful. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this, Father. I'm going to do this. Some of this is for some of you that are younger. And you're still in the home. You're still in the home and you're struggling with doing what I'm saying. I'm saying to you, this is what the Word of God says. This is what God expects from you. That you obey and you honor your parents. Thank you for your word today, Lord. I pray that that it will have an effect upon all of us. That all of our lives would be better and stronger as a result of hearing this word today. During this last song, I want to ask all of you, if you would, to just join me for a time of prayer. Now, Pastor Brian is standing at the back door. We're getting ready to have a baptismal service. And so any of those of you that are in the service that are being baptized, uh, when we when we get up for prayer, I want you to get up and go back and join them because uh, we're going to be making preparations, have some things we need to tell you before we get in the baptismal tank. So as soon as this song starts, I want you all to move. I want you to find yourself a place to pray. Those who are being baptized, get quickly back there to Brian. But during this song, would you would you just contemplate this word today? I know it's a little different. We didn't we didn't shout and tell a lot of funny stories. We didn't run around the building. Or, I mean, it was just kind of it, it, it's kind of last three weeks. It's been just kind of straight, hadn't it? This Satan is attacking the family, though, and I believe that God is trying to strengthen the family. And this is necessary. These things are necessary for our families to withstand the snares of the enemy. So I want you to take this word in your mind and your heart with you to prayer into the altars or there at your seat, wherever you choose. But honor this time, would you honor this time in prayer and then uh, prepare with us to to uh, enjoy this time with these that are being baptized, watch them be baptized. God bless you. Let's pray.